From Mondays.pwop.com, it's Mondays with your host, Carl Franklin. This is Jeff Maciolik here in the studio with Carl, Mark Miller, Karen Greenwald, and Richard Campbell announcing show number 29. You think I sound like shit this week? F*** you. Mondays is produced by Pwop Productions, providing professional audio and podcasting services online at www.pwop.com And now, the man who swears he doesn't know what Astroglide is <laughs> Oh yeah, and monkeys are flying out of his ass Carl Franklin <laughs> That was supposed to be a monkeys are flying out of my ass, not his ass <laughs> I did notice the little switch in the monkey flying Yeah, I mean, when you're talking about lubed up ass monkeys, you, you gotta be specific that's right. You don't want to generalize on lubed up ass monkeys. Nobody does. So what do you guys think? The Surly Award this week goes to Jeff? Everybody? <laughs> the Surly Award goes to Jeff every week. Every f***ing week, the Surly Award. Go- I, I could yeah. be at my surliest. I can't compete with that I, bundle of... All right, all right. But guys, you got to admit, I mean, you know, Jeff has a real hard life. I mean, he's just moved into his like first away apartment. That's really stressful. His friends in the hospital. His air conditioner keeps blowing the fuse, and his fridge and his macaroni and cheese is going to spoil. <laughs> you know, hey, I'm lactose intolerant. That that's that's vegan macaroni and cheese. <laughs> I mean, lactose you know. intolerant. Of course you are. He's How in, could you not be lactose intolerant? He's in. <laughs> he's in. He's in Hudson, New York, in the middle of. In nowhere where they don't have any DSL and and the local store doesn't even sell Coke, right? So apparently has about twenty five amps worth of power, of which thirty is going to the littlest air conditioner in the world. You know, you move out of your parents' basement and it's just one problem after another. God damn! God, life gets really tough out of the basement. Oh my God, Jeff, what do you have to say for yourself, man? Uh. You all <laughs> nice. <laughs> I think I think that that suffices. Yes. Well, um, in, in all seriousness, yes. Uh, it's it's been a little bit difficult up here. My friend is in the hospital. The best part about her hospital story is it started out as what was supposed to be a dentist visit. And I wake up at like eight in the morning. I'm not wearing any pants. I can't find my underwear. There's somebody knocking on my door. And I the dentist out, did my... this to you? <laughs> yeah, the dentist did this to me. Jeff, you woke that's up, your wrong. pants were down. That is wrong. You need to go and you need to report him immediately. Reporting to the American <laughs> Dental You know, once was enough, but this is the fourth time this has happened. And really, it's enough. <laughs> But my poor friend Jess was going to drive herself to the dentist. None of the dentists will take her insurance. She calls her mom. Her mom says, just go to the emergency room. You know, you've got a, like a serious problem. She gets in her car and reverse doesn't work. Oh, she, God, the transmission's I hate that. blown. I it's hate like it when that happens. Bad news, you know, like bad news. And so I took care of it and she's in the hospital now and I'm sure she'll be fine. Um, and, Did you, you take know, care it, of it by driving only frontward? 
Uh, well, like, also, it looks like one of her linkages is snapped, so she's got two gears, and I don't know which ones they are. By the way, the extra peanut gallery you hear is uh, Rich Pendleton from Interbridge. He's uh, he's sitting in. He's going to participate in uh, what? Oh, yeah, that's okay. You know, it's okay to laugh. He doesn't have a microphone, but he's going to laugh so hard, I got a feeling that uh, you're going to hear him from time to time. He's going to sit in a little geek. Hey. Karen, is Carl talking to his imaginary friend again? Yes. (laughs) It's a big bunny. Yay. Rich the bunny. So, you know, I've got more than enough drama up here to... uh, to fill the entire show, so I mean, I'd like to I'd like to pass it on to somebody else. Uh, Karen, what's been going on in your area lately? I don't know. I, I'm kind of happy. I got nobody in the hospital. I've got nothing breaking down. I I can't compete with that drama, honey. <laughs> but I will note that she is drunk for the second I'm week not in a row. Drunk? <laughs> I'm not drunk. Oh come <laughs> on! Drunk and no. sniffing glue. No, in fairness, in fairness, here's the deal. I wasn't drunk last week, but I'm a little bit drunk this week. But I keep Uh, going. You guys keep recording after cruises. So I go on a cruise. It's our fault you're drunk. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) This is typical (laughs) denial stuff right here. Uh, uh, Now she's into the glitter, too, just like that guy from last week's show. Oh, no, you didn't. Oh, no, you didn't get up in my face about taking too many. No, I'm not really that drunk. I'm, I'm just a little bit drunk because I just went on a cruise. And and that's great. <laughs> All right, well, let's start this Monday's off right with a little bit we call the Week in Geek. This is where I, Carl Franklin, the host of Sad Monday Show, go out and scan the internet for geeky stories and science and technology that are making the news and just put a little spin on them for, for what I have no idea. And put anyway. a little spin on them for... <laughs> on, Story number on. one, Yahoo <laughs> Finds Audio, claims it wasn't missing. From the Associated Free Press, internet search giant Yahoo trumpeted release of a trial version of software that lets people seek out music, news, speeches, and other audio files online. The Yahoo Audio Search Index includes the Silicon Valley company's own content, along with music from a list of website partners such as eMusic, GarageBand.com, Napster, and Rhapsody. We here at Mondays took the new search index out for a spin, and we found some incredible never-before-heard podcasts from some remarkably intelligent and talented individuals. Great stuff out there. Here's a little sample. Hey, this is, uh, uh, well, today, (laughs) I I want to tell you what what I did today. I I got up late Yeah, because my mom was bitching at me to get my ass out of bed oh no dude <laughs> so i was i was like i was like whatever yeah <laughs> <laughs> bitch. just made me want to <laughs> lay in bed all day and so i got up and took a piss wow cool huh hey hey, hey we're podcasting did you know that oh yeah hey but podcasting is cool no, man. we're cool man <laughs> no. You're cool. No, man. You're, no, you're the, the coolest. No, you're the prince of cool, man. <laughs> Podcasting rocks. This is the best. <laughs> and that was from a relatively unknown but excellent podcast entitled, I'm a f***ing idiot. Please listen to me. Yeah, that was that was really edgy. I, I like that, man. Yeah, I, I like that, too. Where can I get that one? That's, like, so dynamic. <laughs> I'm a f***ing idiot.com. That was awesome. Story number two. New CDs, not iPod friendly. 
From Reuters, recent CDs by Foo Fighters and Dave Matthews Band containing new anti-piracy technology are selling well, despite a backlash among some fans angry that the discs are incompatible with iPods, experts said on Thursday. Aiming to curb piracy, labels like Sony BMG, which released both records, are rolling out copy-protected albums in the United States which let users make three and only three exact duplicates of a CD and store files on a PC only in Microsoft's Windows media format. But the copy protection bars users from importing music onto iPods since Apple's Fair Play software is incompatible with Windows. Well, I think there's more to the story than that, Carl. Why? You, you know, Sony CEO, Nubayoki day, he's a very ambitious man. But I think he's made some shady deals with some unscrupulous characters. And I think it's pretty clear that a secret deal has been made with an extremist political group that seeks to end audio device compatibility. Really? Yes. If you take a look at shrinkster.com slash 76D, you will see what I mean. <laughs> huh. Oh, my God. That's really him. <laughs> That guy looks like he's listening to James Brown. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Day, who are you hanging with, man? Well, that, that explains a lot, Mark. Thanks for clearing that trust up. trust this man. Uh, story number three, mobile phone porn craze sparks call for action in oh, Cam... I, I'm sorry about that, Carl. I, I borrowed your phone and I, you know... <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew the bills would come up, and I meant to tell you, and I just apologize. I'm very sorry. Unfortunately, this story happens in Cambodia, Mark. But Oh, if... never mind then. That phone thing it didn't happen. <laughs> so from Phnom Penh, a teenage craze for sending doctored naked images of female celebrities to each other by mobile phones sparked a demand by a Cambodian minister for government action against pornography. The local press in the mainly Buddhist nation has been in a frenzy in recent weeks over the sudden spread of pornographic images by phone after the mother of a pop singer spotted a photograph of her daughter sent to a phone. I love it. You know? Awesome. This this really makes me mad, guys. Really pisses me off. Really, Carl? Yeah, you know, when I was a teenager, we didn't have the internet or cell phones. Oh, we had to get it. our porn the old-fashioned way, man. That's right. By shoplifting porno mags from the local drugstore, and we were goddamn glad to do it, too. <laughs> Can I have fucking cell phones, man? Who was the celebrity that had the doctored image? I don't know, but it was a Cambodian celebrity, so... Oh. Um, there you go. Probably somebody that you wouldn't recognize. And svelte. Yeah. Finally, yeah, they keep thinking. They keep looking for Britney Spears' doctored images. Turn out they're all real. <laughs> <laughs> Story number four: Microsoft goes to Wally World. Reuters is reporting that Microsoft Corporation appointed Kevin Turner, a top executive at Walmart Stores Incorporated, uh -oh. as its new chief operating officer. The world's largest software maker said on Thursday. Microsoft's COO job considered the number three position after Chairman Bill Gates and Chief Executive Steve Ballmer has been vacant since 2002 when Rick Beluzzo left the position. You know, uh, Richard, that reminds me. I downloaded and installed the beta version of Windows Vista last week. Have you seen it yet? No, I've downloaded it, but I haven't installed it. 
Well, anyway, when I booted it up, a uh, 70-year-old obese woman in a blue vest jumped out at me and said, Welcome to Windows Vista! <laughs> <laughs> and, and then all the cleverly crafted system icons look like f***ing smiley faces. <laughs> and these obnoxious ads for special deals on hula hoops and lawn chairs made in China kept <laughs> popping up as I was trying to drag some files off my DV drive. What the f***? I'm sure the memory just keeps going down day after day, too. And uh, anyway, that is the Week in Geek <laughs> for this week. Oh, man. <laughs> Walmart. Shopper's I hate terrible. Walmart. You know why I hate Walmart? Tell us. Why? Because I don't have any f***ing Astroglide, right? <laughs> no, no, they do. You're clearly not looking hard enough. What the f*** <sighs> is Astroglide, anyway? Astroglide is a lubricant, unlike any other, because, believe me, anything can get into anything with a little Astroglide. You know, we were talking to Karen about this at the beginning of the show, because, unfortunately, yours truly was just not up on the uh, on the Astroglide stuff. Yeah, well, apparently me either. <laughs> I think the power of Astroglide. I think this has come up before on the show. It has come up. It's actually, a, maybe it's bordering on being a theme of the show. <laughs> I was just going to say, this may be the Astroglide show. Maybe we ought to yeah. edit out all references to Astroglide to save our manliness. Maybe Astroglide should be a sponsor of the show. There you go. <laughs> Brought to you by Astroglide. Now in cherry flavor. I said, Karen, is Astroglide edible? No, it's, and I said, yes, Mark, put it on your muffin. In the morning, because you can have all the Astroglide you want. Hey, you know, I think having Astroglide as a sponsor for the show, you know, it, it kind of makes sense. Podcasting live from an iPod jammed in Carl's rectum, it's Mondays. <laughs> Brought to you by Astroglide. This week in iPod, next week in iMac. <laughs> I'm retiring, man. You guys are great. Here in the rectum with me, we've got Mark Miller, Richard Campbell. I suck compared to you guys. Yeah, I just really hope we never start supporting the IBM 360 series mainframes. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that'd be bad. It'd be bad for me, man. Not bad for you. Carl, it'd be okay because it'd be Astroglide, man. You'd be saved. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Anything, honey. You can put anything. Hey, is that a mainframe up your ass? Or are you just happy to see me? Yeah, really. No, I'm just listening to Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that explains the monkeys, Jeff, <laughs> flying out of your ass. Well, anyway, yeah. comfortably. So, Karen, yeah, are you ready for girl? I'm always ready for girl. Are girl, you ready for girl? Girl, girl, time for girl. girl. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> what is up, Karen Greenwald? What's up with you? Oh, did you? Oh, and that's sorry. it for girl. <laughs> <laughs> and and that would be it. girl. <laughs> All right, that was Thank Karen. You. That was Karen Meanwhile. <laughs> Another great week. <laughs> I'm still stuck on this monkey, James Brown. <laughs> no man, no, I can't get the, this picture off my screen. What the? He, f- he's a, <laughs> the rest, he is a party This monkey. guy's a recipient of an iPod. The rest of his body seems so relaxed, <laughs> and his head is just like, yeah! <laughs> he I'm feels good. Oh, well, that's funny. That's how you spot those That's right. That's yeah, right. that's you don't that's see the face of lack of astroglide. You don't right see Ida's hand there. His right, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> I wonder where mm. it is, man. He's going, mm. right. No trade tariffs for me. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. Let's hear it, Karen. All right. This week, I want to talk about something so pervasive, so insipid in our culture that it can be found in every comic book store and mall kiosk, every craft fair and drive-in. It dominates eBay and stares back at us from the cover of TV Guide. And there is a mecca built in its honor known as the Hallmark Store. Oh, the Hallmark Store. Collectibles. This is going to be funny. Oh, jeez. I'm not talking about CDs, books, movies, or even comic books and magazine things that you may use, read again, or refer back to. I'm talking about crap with the capital C. Bobbleheads and cards, silver spoons and figurines. I'm talking about stuff that fills your days in your home, stuff you collect because it's called a collectible. And if this applies to you, at some point, you have to ask yourself, what void am I trying to fill? Who in my life has abandoned me, leaving a scar so deep that it will only be filled by every precious moment statue With ever Astro made? With Astroglide. <laughs> 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 a crevice so deep. It will need a gallon or a vat of Astroglide. Good no. God, y'all. <laughs> what, what, what void are you trying to fill? What playground bully humiliated me so thoroughly that I seek restitution in my powerful collection of Pokemon cards? Sorry, Ash. <laughs> but no sane adult has got to catch them all at the expense of saving for retirement. You have to ask yourself, what in my life has left me feeling so meek that when I see a drinking glass, Adorned with my favorite TV character on it and a sign that reads, collect all 10. I feel that it's a commandment and I have no choice but to collect all 10. Must collect all 10. Must collect all 10. Look, can we stop having Karen go before me? I always get depressed after she starts. I'm sorry, honey. I feel like such an idiot. I got to return all that crap now. Mark, did you catch them all? Did and you I catch spent all the money on, on therapy, too, and it's just, oh. it's all coming back, man. The question is, when you're asking if Mark caught them all, if, you know, are you referring to STDs or what? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I just keep chlamydia all. to finish and my I, set. I also feel that, <laughs> I feel the need to say that um, Astroglide does not protect, protect against STDs. But, but it can be a great facilitator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can catch more and more quickly. There you go. <laughs> Um, look, I love the family guy, but how is my life better when I own all four collectible TV guides with the show's various t- characters on the front cover? And I'll tell you, it's not. It's not better because now I have to find a place in my house for a stack of TV guides. And when your house is filled with uh, stacks of this capital C crap, it's a sty and you're a miserable f- and all of the curio cabinets filled with the limited time offer figurines is not going to make you feel any better. When I, when I was You're raised, just a dumb <laughs> just face a it. Dumb face it, goddammit. You're a fucking moron. Face it. Face it. All right, all right, all right. I'm a moron. Okay, I'm facing it. When I was recently in Kichi, Vermont, (laughs) I went to a general store there and attached to it is one of the coolest old thrifty junk stores that I've ever seen. And I love seeing McDonald's plates from when I was a kid and Donnie and Marie money banks, but (laughs) (laughs) I just go to look and this joyous walk down Kitch Lane is 
quickly overshadowed by a deep sadness when I think of the fact that the life work of someone, which was acquiring every Pez made between 1981 and 1989, <laughs> is now for sale in its entirety for $30. Now she's nice. in my Pez collection. Now. Great. <laughs> Great. That's just f***ing great, Karen. Thanks. I saw a Cabbage Patch doll still in its box from 1982 for $15. That is less than the person paid for it. And now they've lugged it around for 23 years, probably moving it from house to house, never opening it to decrease its value, only to give it to a thrift store in Vermont for a profit of 40% of $15. Have we learned nothing from Prospector Pete in Toy Story 2? Things are meant to be enjoyed. <laughs> not collected for collection's sake. Collecting crap does not add to your worth. It just makes you crappy. Having an original Battlestar Galactica poster doesn't make you a space hero. It just makes you a guy with a Battlestar Galactica poster hanging up in your room in your parents' basement. And... It's exactly. She was the- talking to Jeff. Sorry, man. She was talking to Jeff. It's okay. I wrote that sound you're hearing is Jeff taking down the poster right now. <laughs> and you know what? I know Jeff is going to chime in with something like, actually, Karen, people who collected original Star Wars figurines in the 1970s are now realizing quite a profit on eBay at the moment. <laughs> And they nice. made they made a really good investment. And I know, Jeff, that I'm sure these people did. But you know who else made good investments? People who bought real estate in the 1970s or stocks. You don't have to pin all your hopes on a molded piece of plastic. And if Haven't you, do, you ever seen Antiques Roadshow? I have. Don't you know anything <laughs> you know, about I kitsch? Just, I just did, actually. But the stuff that goes for big money is like, you know, signed documents by Thomas Jefferson. It's not Waldo, you know, where's Waldo books? Right. Or the, yeah, exactly. Uh, or Hello Kitty. <laughs> Hello Kitty. Hello Kitty chess sets. Even the toys, the old toys, they're only worth like, you know, 1500 bucks at best. Right. Yeah. Right. You know what's the better part of that whole Antiques Roadshow is the guy who shows up with the thing he has lugged around for 60 years to be told this is worth 75 cents. <laughs> yeah, I know. That makes my day. I, I want to create a spinoff called Antique like. Roadshow Losers. There you go. <laughs> and where they set them up, like during the, they say, "Oh, this is this is amazing," and just go on and on about seventy five, and they're like seventy five thousand. No sense. Sense. <laughs> I'm sorry. Girl Look, continues. If you, do, if you do want to collect all this crap in your house, it's just going to really take up space. Just ask all of the people with closets full of beanie babies. All I'm saying is, if you're going to collect something, make it something that you can use and love, and not just store. Love dolls, and that's why I cheeseburgers only collect lunch boxes and shot glasses. Yeah, girl, girl, that's what I'm talking about, girl. The real shit, the real substance. We've got something to say. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah. the girls like, kids. Don't get too close. <laughs> they bite. Did he just say that's what a girl is like? They, they can they can unravel years of therapy. Believe me, I know. <laughs> so before we announce people dumber than me, we just got to talk about you know our our star reporting uh, that has been going on for the last couple of weeks, and we'll continue. Uh, we're taking a break this week from Adventures of the Anti Monkey Brigade, only because I'm fucking lame. <laughs> Yeah, you know, Carl, I disagree with that, but I just can't. Not a bone in my body can disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, unfortunately, I'm teaching a class this week, and I don't have extra time to edit the footage. We risked our lives, Franklin. We risked our lives. <laughs> I'm teaching a class. We risked our fucking lives over there. We were at the monkeys. We saw them face to face. God, I love a man whose voice cracks like that. Well, you know, customers right. do come first. Fucking customers. All right, fine. So we're going to do Dumber Than Me. I got two stories. All right, well, let's, let's get the music. My intro. This is where Mark Miller tells us all about the dumbest people making the news in a segment we call People Dumber Than Me, which has become classic Monday's lore now. Go ahead, Mark. Thank you, Carl. You're welcome. I've got two stories for you. Story number one. That's it. I'm out of here. <laughs> Last Wednesday, flight 1195 from Denver to Seattle was coming in for a landing and was at an altitude of about 4,000 feet when a 52-year-old woman sitting at the rear of the Boeing 737 decided she had enough of this airplane shit and got up from her seat. <laughs> the woman headed straight for the rear exit door and then oh, started no. to open it. Oh! According to Seattle-Tacoma International Airport spokesman Bob Parker, no relation to Bob Barker, because uh, <laughs> that would start with a B, not a P, she managed to turn the handle far enough that a warning light went on in the cockpit. Ultimately, at the urging of the flight attendant, she went back and sat down. <laughs> those on board said no one tried to physically restrain the woman. Parker said those who saw her at the door made a conscious choice to stay securely belted in their seats just in case she did manage to open the door. Oh, no. <laughs> yes, as I probably would too, Carl. Uh, I'm going to sit right here. You go ahead and keep working on that door, lady. I'm here. In my, I'm going to sit in my seat here. You just have a ball. The, the woman was arrested for investigation of malicious mischief. Port police were investigating whether alcohol and prescription medication were involved, and I will bet they were. <laughs> So, Miss Unidentified Freaky Airline Door Opening Woman, you, ma'am, are dumber than me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm willing I, to bet. I, I just got to say something here. Do you understand those are plug doors and the air pressure outside the plane is lower than the air pressure inside the plane? Yes. There's just no way yeah. you can open that door. <laughs> yeah. You can turn the handle all you like, but you actually have to pull the door in to open it. And the air pressure is holding it closed. So she would have never got out anyway. I was always assuming something like that was the case. <laughs> Crazy me. She couldn't have opened that door unless she sucked really hard. <laughs> if that wasn't, wait, if that wasn't the case, then a terrorist wouldn't need to bring a razor blade on the airplane, would it? A terrorist would just need to open the door. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that the guy opening the door, if, if he could actually open the door, usually loses. Yeah, but if you're a, if you're a kamikaze door opener, then it doesn't matter. Right? Jeez, haven't we had enough of those in the news lately? Come on, yeah, Karen. not enough kamikaze door opener. Right, so we don't need to forget for security checks. You just need somebody like who's willing to open a door, and they can bring down a plane. <laughs> what I'd really like is somebody really trying hard to open a door because it'd be pretty darn futile. They'd be working away there. And anybody who knows anything about the doors is looking at him and saying, you knock yourself out, man. Go nuts. Story number two. Almost smarter than me. Story's called self-abduction. Uh, things were going quite well for Douglas Kelly, a 39-year-old man from Louisiana. After all, Mr. Kelly was sitting in the front row of the Scuttlebutt Gentleman's Club. He had about $1,000 in borrowed cash on his person. And at his side was a special lady friend who was genuinely interested in Mr. Kelly for what he was on the inside, not the outside. 
But for Mr. Kelly, the sweetest part of the evening was the fact that his psychotically bitchy girlfriend was nowhere in earshot, <laughs> which all meant it was time to relax. And relax he did, Carl. Mr. Kelly relaxed as his ass became increasingly intoxicated on fine liquors and even finer women. And right about then is when everything went pitch black for Mr. Kelly. Ooh. Now in this moment of darkness, let's flash back in time. A few hours before, Mr. Kelly lost his consciousness. Let's see. It's about 1 a.m. Psychotic girlfriend is getting bitchy. Mr. Kelly grabs $1,000 and announces he's going out to get some dog food. <laughs> <laughs> A few hours later, Mr. Kelly woke up, no doubt disappointed to learn that the women of Scuttlebutt were gone. But these classy <laughs> ladies of slut weren't the only things missing. Mr. Kelly was slowly realizing that the entire Scuttlebutt Gentleman's Club had been replaced with the crappy interior of his 1994 Cadillac. Huh? <laughs> That's why right, Carl. Mr. Kelly found himself sitting in the passenger seat of his own car in the middle of a field in the dark of night. <laughs> Thieves had no doubt stolen the strip club, the girls, and the parking lot, cleverly replacing it with all with his Cadillac, a field, and some trees. <laughs> and remember that special lady friend who was genuinely interested in Mr. Kelly? Well, interested no more. She, too, was nowhere to be found. <laughs> also missing in action were Mr. Kelly's car keys, his watch, and about $600 in cash. Oh, man. I hate it when that happens. <laughs> hey, Carl, speaking of blacking out, did I ever share my butt-wrenching story about the time I was abducted by f***ing aliens? No, you didn't. Butt-wrenching? You did not. The good news is, is that I finally got some payback and outsmarted those little f***ers. I mean, once again, I managed, managed to escape the clutches of the probing machine and turn the tables on the little alien Gray, who was trying to reverse engineer my ass. <laughs> That's right, Carl. I strapped that little intergalactic butt humper down on his own table, inserted the alien probing device, which was a little tricky since these things are sized for humans and cows, not the teeny tiny chocolate donut holes that you find on your average gray. Anyway... After a surprising amount of resistance and alien screaming, the device was finally secured. So I rotated the switch to the oh my freaking god position. <laughs> Man, you should have seen that little alien f***er squirm. Just like the little alien f***er that he was. Now, here's a little public service announcement for all you little alien f***ers out there planning to take our world. Who also happen to be listening to the show on your little alien f***er iPods. <laughs> Back's a bitch, ain't it? You fucking big-eyed grays. That's right. I'm talking to you, big eyes. You may have advanced super technology and giant brains the size of my accountant's ass, but you will never defeat us. Never. Because there's one thing you don't have, and that's heart and soul. Okay, well, that's two things. But you will never <laughs> defeat the human race because we mm. have heart and soul and we will kick your f***ing ass with a shitload of heart and soul <laughs> all shaped in the form of armor-piercing bullets <laughs> blasting out of the business end of my 50-millimeter Gatling gun aimed squarely at your extraterrestrial ass, motherfuckers. Oh. <sighs> 
Now, yeah. I think I've told you these little f***ing aliens are clever, haven't I, Carl? <laughs> With so much advanced technology at their disposal, it wasn't hard for these aliens to just land their spaceship ever so quietly and do some kind of mind control illusion to make it look just like my neighbor's house. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly desperate and totally freaking out, more alien crew members showed up, all dressed up like normal human citizens. And yes, Carl, they were all wearing their human head masks, crudely fashioned to look just like like my neighbors <laughs> yeah like that would fool me they're smart aren't they <laughs> you know what i just realized carl mean, these aliens they've clearly underestimated the tenacity of the human race i mean think about it up to this point they've been dealing with mostly what cows country hicks and as all we all know from first-hand experience both easy pushovers for the anal probe <laughs> <laughs> so these aliens they had no way to be prepared for the unleashed fury that is the millinator <laughs> all right so now the entire alien crew is freaking out waving their little alien arms and shouting nonsense alien gobbledygook phrases like oh jesus is that up his ass <laughs> And, for God's sakes, Miller, let the carpet cleaner go! <laughs> Something like that. I couldn't really understand their alien sounds. Anyway, the last thing I remember is a pair of aliens impersonating law enforcement show up and start hitting me over the head with their high-tech alien billy clubs. And I must be conserving alien power or something because it took like a good four or five whacks before they finally managed to shut down my conscious mind. Ooh. And that's when the aliens managed to remove that whole entire spaceship house thing and replace it with a jail cell, a place I learned to call home for a few weeks. So I know just how this Mr. Kelly feels. Anyway, back to our story. Where was I? Oh, yeah. He was out in the field with his car. Special lady friend gone. Also missing in action were his car keys and about $500 cash. But it wasn't all bad news. Fortunately, Mr. Kelly still had $400 that had managed to avoid naked ladies and booze. And right about now is when panic started to set in. After all, there is no wrath greater than that of your girlfriend. After you calmly explain, the reason it took nearly five hours to get dog food was because you were busy getting drunk and taking all that hard-earned cash you borrowed from her earlier in the day and instead siphoning it off into the Happy Strippers Kids College Fund. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Kelly realized it was time to put his mind into action. Racing like a little gerbil on crack, Mr. Kelly's brain got an idea of gargantuan proportion. Willing to risk jail time rather than face the fury of his psycho girlfriend, Mr. Kelly decided to make up a lie. But it wasn't a small lie. It was a big lie. He decided to tell his girlfriend a harrowing tale of a late-night abduction and theft. Oh, yes, a brilliant plan. But the story needed more. Something more. The story needed corroboration. With a little ingenuity, the police could be tricked into backing him up, and the psycho girlfriend just might buy it. First, Mr. Kelly phoned the police to report his own kidnapping, and when he completed that task, he next picked up a rock and whacked himself on the back of his head. Oh! <laughs> that takes wow. brains. Wow. That'll work. Excuse me. I have to enjoy that moment for just a minute. <laughs> yeah. According to a Slidell police document, Mr. Kelly left his motel room at 1 a.m. to buy dog food. This is what he reported to the police. Sorry, guys. 
uh, Mr. Kelly left his motel room at 1 a.m. to buy dog food at a local gas station when an unknown assailant struck him over the head, stole $500 from him, and forced him into the trunk of his crappy 1994 Cadillac. Mm -hmm. The mysterious assailant then drove the car around town for nearly two hours before Kelly was able to escape by unlocking the trunk's emergency release lever. But detectives were a bit puzzled as to why Mr. Kelly reported the alleged crime almost four hours after it occurred. Captain Rob Callahan of the Slidell Police said detectives first contacted the gas station and were told that the store did not sell dog food. <laughs> <laughs> they also found it hard to believe that Mr. Kelly's crappy old Cadillac would actually be equipped with an emergency release lever. An inspection of the car confirmed their doubts. Mr. Kelly's big lie was starting to unravel. <laughs> Mr. Kelly initially stated that he'd been in the store with his assailant. Uh, then later, he claimed that he encountered the man outside. He also uh -huh. told inve investigators that he was face-to-face -face with his attacker during the assault. But then he changed this detail as well when detectives pointed out that the blow on the back of his head could only come from behind. And mm. although Mr. Kelly claimed he was robbed, officers found the remaining $400 in his wallet. Mm -hmm. Finally, he fessed up and told detectives that he concocted the story, quote, to insulate myself from the wrath of my girlfriend about my exploits in a strip club, ah. unquote. Mr. Kelly was charged with falsifying a police report and fined another $500. So, Mr. Kelly, you yeah. lick a drinking, strip a tipping, car key losing, rock throwing, dog food getting, big lime maker upper. <laughs> You, sir, are dumber than me. Yes, you are. Woohoo! Yeah. Back to you, Carl. Thank you very much, Mark. And now I guess it's time for Richard <laughs> the Toy Boy. Richard Camel in Vancouver, Canada, who is not fishing, thank God. And uh, how you doing, man? I'm great. It's hotter and stink here. My poor old server closet's starting to break down. The air conditioner can't keep up. Ah, that sucks. But, you know, these are the problems of having this many toys. Yeah, and I'm sure you got some good toys for us this week, as you always do. I got lots of bad toys, but I thought <laughs> I'd lead with a good toy. Because, as you know, there's a certain amount of artwork done around this household. My daughter's very into it. And so I've always kept an eye on the Wacom site. And they've got a new product out that's been coming for a while. And I'm really glad to see it's here now. And I'm trying to resist ordering one, I'll... Give you a look at it at shrinkster.com slash 76J, as in Juliet. Hmm. Take you to the Wacom site and the Cintiq 21UX. Wow. So get this. A 1600 Ooh. by 1200 LCD display, 21 inches in diagonal, completely touch sensitive. Wow. Wow. So you draw directly on it. Crazy. Wow. That's it's awesome. black and white, though. Wait, how big is it? <laughs> no, it's not. Look how, at the picture, man. It's black uh, and white. <laughs> how big is it, Campbell? 21.3 inches diagonally. Huh. I think it says right here it supports 256 shades of gray. <laughs> you know what I did, speaking of toys? On your little PDA toy thing, I took a bunch of pictures of myself. They might want to delete them what while you were PDA? out of the room. That thing over there with the camera. You did? I did. <laughs> That's not a camera, Karen. <laughs> I seriously did. <laughs> Any of them dirty? 
I don't know. All of them are dirty. I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to find you out later. Right. I just thought I'd give you a heads up. Sorry, go on. That one picture of the two moons real close together. She's <laughs> 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 into astronomy. You know, I was I was at a party uh, and Richard was there. I think it was in uh, at a PDC or was TechEd. And uh, Nick Landry was there and he was showing everybody his Cybershot camera. You know, great cyber shot. And, I, and it was loud and, and, and he was talking to a lot of people and he's, you know, sort of a party guy. So he's talking loudly to a lot of people. I said, hey, let me take your camera. I just sort of took it from him. And he just sort of went, looked at me like, oh, oh OK. And then looked away and started talking to these people. <clears throat> and so I took it and I opened my mouth really wide and aimed the camera right down my throat and took a picture <laughs> And he's talking about it, how it's great. It's got this ultra high resolution, you know, it's like seven, eight (laughs) megapixels, just an enormous, like, you know, big camera. And then I uh, took off my shoe and I took a real close up of my toe jam. (laughs) And then I took one of the inside of my ear and, uh, and I get in up my nose too, and then I handed it back to him and said, "Hey, you started pr- sticking the camera down your pants just as he said, Carl Franklin, what are you doing?'" <laughs> no, no, no he, didn't, he didn't know. So then I handed it back to him. I said, "Cool camera." He goes, "Oh yeah, thanks." And then he went back to his conversation. Did you say, got any photos you want to share? No, I didn't even tell him. So then the next night we're at a bar having a beer or something. He goes, "Dude, what the f- did you do to my camera?" That's what funny. the. F- is that <laughs> i did something similar once a long time ago and fairly recently so we, i was at a bar a few years ago or whatever and i took somebody's camera and of course like took a picture down my shirt and i don't know what was going on but that night i was wearing a particularly like crazy bra like <laughs> totally slutty crazy bra and oh my goodness <laughs> yeah yeah it was one of those ones that like you really remember so anyway about like six months ago, this friend who I did that to, so it was kind of this joke, oh, funny, funny picture, Karen's, you know, bra. He mailed it to me. <laughs> so, so I'm opening my mail in front of my family, you know, like, la, 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 la. I'm like, oh. It, yeah, that was a little uh, embarrassing. How nice. <laughs> How nice. Thanks. Honey, want to see a picture of mommy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. So anyway, but that was years ago. I, I didn't do that on your camera. Oh, you don't do that sort of thing now. No, You're a never. responsible member of society. I've never done that sort of thing oh, like no. earlier this evening or anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you can see those at shrinkster.com. <laughs> I guess my real question when I opened this in front, you know, the other like a couple of months ago was like, what was I doing? Like it was just a normal night at a bra. I don't know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Normal <laughs> night in a bra. A normal night in a Happens bar. Happens to us all the time. I, tr- I tried using that excuse on my wife and she did not buy it. <laughs> it was just a normal night in a bra. <laughs> normal night in a bra. Well, I can explain this, honey. Uh, it was started out as just a normal night in a bra. <laughs> <laughs> and then pictures got involved. It gets I, out of hand. All right, Richard, what you got? Well, I got not much more to say about the Cintiq. It's uh, the thing that's amazing about this thing. If you ever see one of these things in action, this is a real professional's tool. The little electromagnetic pen is completely wireless, has no batteries or anything in it. Uh, Hundred or a thousand different pressure levels. So depending wow, on how much sweet. you move the pen towards the surface, you get a bigger blot. A thousand uh, the back levels. Into the pen is the eraser. So this thing all integrates with Photoshop. And watching my daughter use a, a system like this, she hasn't got this pad yet, but. The, the similar technology is quite impressive. It's just like working with a, with a, uh, a pencil. Did you say Except it's uh, got a thousand uh, 
levels, levels of pressure. Uh, 1024 pressure levels. Wow. So they, very, they, very sensitive device. Is it like wow. an extra bonus 24 that you get if you like register? Order now. Get an extra 24 pressure levels. It's nice. No, I really like it. It's very cool. And for artists, of course, the best of the best. So just a very good toy because, of course, we're going to stick with the bad toys from here on out. So is your are you going to get one for your daughter for Christmas or something? Uh, I'll have to think about it. It's a it's three thousand U.S. Oh, okay, wow. You know, I love her and all, but you don't geez. love her that much. Nah, I don't love her three thousand dollars. You, you have iPod love, but not Wacom right. tablet love for your there daughter. There you go. There's a Greek so, word uh, for that, I think. Yeah, and no gold iPods. Sorry. Or what about a so, Hello uh, Kitty speaking iPod? Of Nick, let me take you to Shrinkster.com/slash-seven-six-k. To a fine product called the Ash Hole. Ah! <laughs> so this is actually a pretty good idea. You know how you have empty beer bottles lying around the house when you're having a party and people keep putting uh, cigarettes into them? Oh, I hate that. I've drunk way too many of those. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So now th- what this is is an ashtray that mounts on top of a bottle. And the ashes still go into the bottle. So your bottle's still serving a purpose. But it's now abundantly apparent <laughs> which bottle you should be using. <laughs> that is a good idea. That's a good idea. How much it's is that? It's a good idea. It's the ash hole. Oh, man. That's great. I, okay. It's interesting that the beer bottle they chose says president on it. It's like president ash hole. That's a whole other set of issues. Okay. I'm just, I'm just commenting. Okay. <laughs> that's all I was saying. It's just, it's just president ash hole. Back off, just, man. There's, there's some irony there, I think, somewhere. I'm not sure where it is. You know I, president. Okay. Moving on, staying on our cigarette and party theme, shrinkster.com slash 76L is in Lima. We'll take you to a site called Arrows, the smokeless cigarettes. Now, I want you to read about these for a second here. Read that paragraph about these revolutionary new tobacco products that you don't light, that huh. don't generate smoke, no carbon monoxide or anything. What you basically do is you have a tube and you tear the ends off of it and then puff on it. It's like those candy cigarettes. I think cigarettes. it's just a piece of plastic. Right. Yeah, right. Why not use a little popsicle stick? Yeah, suck on a piece of plastic here. Because apparently one, one of these things will last several days. But it is a tobacco product. You will get nicotine from it. Supposedly, it is a nicotine product. There is some nicotine, but no tar. It's And lame. no smoke, no heat. No fire necessary. I wonder what happens when you do light one. You can't be a health uh, I gotta nut get these for and my a kids. party girl. That's going to help them break the habit. <laughs> got to choose one or the other. Are any? Is anybody still smoking out there? Is it really true? No. I don't know, man. Nobody. I click on the uh, the fat or on the uh, the method, and it tells you how arrows work. So it's a plastic tube that preserves the freshness of the tobacco inside. And when you cut the ends, tobacco extract vapors, including nicotine, with uh, extracted for every puff. After 10 puffs, it automatically recharges. So it can be used again and again. Evaporate. to the, It recharges evaporate to the tobacco surface. Just I wonder how, just how they do that. Yeah. It takes your spit and runs it through the, through the tobacco. So like, this is a tube full of tobacco juice. And spit, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yummy. It's disgusting. That is After disgusting. After a fine meal, break <laughs> out the arrows. Sucking on a tube of plastic. Yeah. Regular and menthol. Because it's better for you. All right, man. What's next? 
You ready for something different? Yeah. Okay, it's got a tie to the previous one, but it's at shrinkster.com slash 76M is in Mike. The site, go to altitude. This is a company that sells a product to starve you of oxygen. Mm. <laughs> Great. Oh, so Hello. that your orgasm Called is more the intense? go to altitude. It's for a hypoxic <laughs> training. So here's the idea of a hypoxic training. <laughs> you put this mask on and it limits the amount of oxygen you get while you're exercising. Right. Great. This is supposed to be good for you. And I'm figuring, screw this. Get an arrow. Just breathe through the little plastic tube. Yeah, right. These things are 10,000 bucks. Put tape over your mouth, man. There you go. <laughs> go to altitude. Reach new heights of you know oh. incoherence. You're not breathing. Duct tape a <laughs> pillow around your mouth. There's this is unbelievable, man. I need this big man. machine so that I don't breathe. <laughs> Jeez. I, I cannot believe somebody's selling this and is still in business. This is unbelievable to me. It's hilarious. Hilarious in a really sad kind of way. Yeah. I think and it's hilarious in a money. funny kind of way, actually. In a strange kind of way. But, you know, but it is things, I mean, people do do it, right? You, you're supposed to cut off your oxygen just as you're about to have an orgasm to make it more intense. Yeah, that, that's the whole angle they didn't even talk about. Sweetie, I really want to go to bed. Put this mask on. <laughs> Are you serious they talk about that in here? No. Oh, they don't. They don't. Okay. They'd make more money if they did. I was going to yes, say. They would. Now, this latest little toy here, it's disturbing to me. Not so much for the toy, which is disturbing, but the site that it's on. Look at shrinkster.com slash 76N is in November. November. The site is mommybabysite.com. They primarily sell baby stuff, like breast pumps and baby wipes and and shells and <laughs> scales and fetal and, Doppler sensors. What is and this? Bad breath detectors and a bad breath detector. What does this mean? <laughs> what is the implication here? This is a device designed to measure the smell of your breath. So you push the button and you breathe on it. And it shows the number of mm. dots. That's a handy tool to have just in life. I have to say, like if someone's bothering you with their halitosis, to just hold it up and then show them the number with the sad look <laughs> on your face. Holy crap, a 49.5. I knew yeah. you were exactly. off the I've never seen a number that high. I'm well, sorry, I'm, sir. You know, you the real go good home. one is the guy who melts the thing when he breathes on it. Well, I'm thinking, you know, this is like a mommy baby thing. Maybe you put it in the crib, you know, and it'll beep if you, yeah. you know, baby's been hitting the Twinkies a little yeah. too hard. I'm thinking more diaper alert, right? You put it back there and you show the kid it. Look what you've done. <laughs> Are you really supposed to use it on your baby? No. no that's I think what's you use confusing. It on you. And that button, when you press that button, it's got a little reservoir that holds your breath. And when you push it, it spits it back out so you can stick <laughs> up to your nose and smell just to, just to double check. Yeah, you don't have to use your hand in front of your face anymore. Uh, exactly. That's what technology is all about, Karen. <laughs> Yeah. Well, now I know. So is it now just in, you know. it's important for mommies to have fresh bath? I don't understand the angle here. I guess. We don't either. Huh. Are you ready for one more breath-related toy? Please. No. Shrinkster.com slash 760 is an Oscar. For some reason, I've really scored well with the UK gizmo sites this week. The product, the triple action alarm. So it looks like a can of mace, right? Except that when you push the plunger down, it puts out a 138 decibel siren. Ouch. That's loud. And emits nice. a cloud of a repulsive odor 
full of particulate material that sticks to your attacker's skin and cannot be easily removed. Ha! It's wow. kind of like a loud Skunk. fart. Yeah, it's fart in a can. <laughs> With visual effects. There you go. Well, you know, a good fart is chunky. Speaking of farts, my, my seven-year-old son has made up this joke. Mommy, I have some bad news from you for you. And you're going to smell it soon. <laughs> I said that all the time. Oh, I love this kid, man. <laughs> this is like a little Mark Miller in training. I love this. Oh, yeah, that's great, Mark. I'm going to sleep well tonight knowing that. It's just like Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood in my, in my neighborhood, you know? <laughs> it's kid-friendly and, you know. Mr. Franklin, I have some bad news yeah. for you, and you're going to smell it soon. <laughs> hey, kid, is your mom home? Shut the f- up! <laughs> Go little, the f*** away! Little, hey, this is your neighbor called Franklin. Don't talk to me like that. Shut up, old f***ing man! <laughs> Hello, is your mommy home? Yes! Click. <laughs> All right. What we got? Moving on to a different subject entirely. Shrinkster.com slash 76P is in Papa. This is pointing to the Triinfinite blog, which I don't normally do, but there's a story here about a group of guys who do Bluetooth security at the Black Hat DEF CON in Las Vegas. What is that? What's that? What's the Black Hat DEF CON? Well, basically, this is a security conference where they demonstrate various issues around security. And the issues that these particular guys are famous for is dealing with Bluetooth security flaws. They've developed a product called the Car Whisperer. This is what it's about. A lot of the latest generation of cars have Bluetooth built into it to use with your cell phone as a hands-free device. These guys have figured out how with with a directional antenna and a piece of software and the fact that most car manufacturers use the same security codes for all their Bluetooth devices... So that you can, from your car, take control of the speakerphone system in somebody else's car and tell them how crappy they're driving (laughs) it. That's great. (laughs) Hey, asshole. Can you see some fun here? (laughs) Your car is talking to you, man. Oh, God. That's great. Mark? I love it. Tell me you don't love this. I love it. I'm just filling out my order information right now to get this baby in the mail. There's some places to (laughs) get this thing. This is just funny. Hey, asshole, get off the road. Coming from his speakers. I know what you're thinking. We interrupt your crappy music to tell you how much of a crappy driver you are. It's like, do you remember like 30 years ago, they had those little signs that you held out your window and it said like, you know, fuck you or whatever, like (laughs) your headlights are out or whatever, you know, and you could write your own thing and then you held it out your window. This is just an like a... It's an extension of that. Right. Absolutely. It's a technological now, advancement. For the guy who gets hacked, the product you need is at shrinkster.com slash 76Q is in Quebec. Quebec. The answer is the balloon bazooka. <laughs> Check out the camouflage on this baby. So these guys are serious. Their smallest unit is six feet long. The That's big great. one is eight foot. <laughs> It's a water balloon That's launcher. A big That's what unit. it is. It's <laughs> great. They got a 150 psi air bottle on it, and they will fire balloons a long, long way. How is that? What if the balloon gets jammed though? That thing will explode, and you'll it'll, be like, uh, "Yeah, it'll be the end of the balloon in a big hurry." 500 feet. Yeah. 
Try clicking on the balloon bazooka info at the top. There's a little video there. 500 feet. That's good. You could you could disturb somebody else's party, and they would never even know. It. Definitely. Check right at the bottom, bottom of the page there. There's a movies link that'll show you the thing in action. One of the movies, they launched 12 balloons at the same time. Beautiful. Now I'm going to zoom in on that. Oh, you can oh see them in God. the grass. Yeah, all those, bu- 12 of them at once. Ba-da-da-da-da. It's artillery, man. You didn't even see them launch. Nope. They're, they're going. They're going so fast. So, of course, if you're going to buy one of these things, you must buy the Magnum, the eight-foot model. A mere $200. And they'll ship by Airborne if you're in a hurry. So they probably use Astroglide inside that, right? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) I love it. In the second one, it says launch three balloons. In addition to launching three balloons, he's got his three little kids out here. Hey, kids, look at this giant weapon I've built. Yeah. (laughs) Isn't it awesome? Let me introduce you into the basics here of how to destroy the enemy. I like that. You got two great ones I like so far. I didn't like that black and white monitor earlier, though. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I got one more great one for you. One that you can relate to. Back to the UK gadget site. Shrinkster.com slash 76Rs and Romeo takes you to the Revenge CD. Uh Uh-oh. So they sell you a package that's got a CD and a pair of earplugs. So you can put the earplugs in and turn up the music. And they got 20 tracks of really annoying noises. That's great. That's great. I think the orgasm being my favorite choice there. Can you hear a sample? Apparently not, no. Did Karen just ask Karen to hear a sample? She wants to hear the orgasm, yeah. And why would that be annoying? Was she she offering or is she just wanting to... (laughs) Well, you'll have to log on to www.karensorgasm.com. You know, I actually want to get that and play that number three orgasm like when my wife's coming in. That would be funny. (laughs) That would be funny, yeah. Yeah, hysterical. Hysterical. It would be great if they had another track like, quick, get your clothes on. That would be a sweet one, too. (laughs) Call me. We We should order this. We should order that. All right, one more toy, and we're going to call it an item. Jumping over to China now. Can't get a price on this, but I sure hope it's available soon. Shrinkster.com slash 76S is in Sierra. <sighs> shooting net. Yeah. Ajoka's shooting net. And look how much fun. Oh. So this is a gun that fires a net. Ah. Nice. Think about how much fun you could have with that. Think about how much fun Mark's wife would have with that when she, <laughs> quick, get your clothes on, and then you would have the fire the net on him. It's, it has it's happened before, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> you could combine this with a water balloon bazooka and have I a mean, real good time. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's hard to make up a lie when you're in the net. Well, with you the could girl. have some serious Spider-Man fantasies played out with this. Yeah, oh, big time. Oh yeah, it's so funny. It's like, hey, look, look at all these great uses in your home. <laughs> Catch your children. It's time for bed. Thoop. We'll see, wh- what are spy sunglasses? I don't know. This is a this is all Chinese translated, so the words are sketchy. With cameras? The spy glasses let you see behind you. Oh. The lenses have Very a special clever. coating that allows you to look straight ahead. Nice. X-ray. This net shooting thing, I'm a little bit still on I'm skeptical about the fun and t- good times we'd have with this. Cuz 
Skeptical. Reloading would be a bitch, I think, right? <laughs> yeah, they're very much one shot. You'd be yeah, like, ah, oh, missed. Hold on. Just stay there for a minute. Hang on a minute. Sometimes yeah. one shot is all you need. They also have a cell phone. This is like all kinds of spy stuff. They have a cell phone voice changer. So when you when you speak, it actually makes right. you sound like you're not a f***ing idiot. I have a Darth Vader one. <laughs> Except for look at the picture of it, man. The guy in the front cover on that, that uh, voice phone voice changer, he it does look like a f***ing idiot. He is a f***ing idiot. <laughs> he looks like he's right out of dumber than me. Give him a couple weeks. He'll make the show. All right, Richard. Is that Have you run out of uh, steam for the day? I think I better stop there. Stop there while the Thanks, stopping man. is good. Well, okay. I guess that's a show. Anybody got anything else to add? You rock, Carl Franklin. No, you rock, man. Podcasting rocks. <laughs> well, thanks to Karen Greenwald, Richard Campbell, Mark Miller, and Jeff Maciolik. And a special thanks to Rich Pendleton for sitting in with us today. Be good, guys. Have a good week. We'll see you next week. It's the Astro Glide Show.